Welcome back, guys, to the AOT Chronicles and Attack on Titan podcast. I'm your host, Chad. Hey, everyone. It's Ronnie, a.k.a. the Ruby Wrangler. No one has ever said that, but... I'm always wrangling up them rubies. No one has definitely ever said that, but... Today is a big day, Ronnie. Big day. Why don't you tell I don't know which way you're going with it, but it's a big day. Tell the listeners what we got. So, honestly... We told you guys, the more we get supported, the more we're going to pour into this podcast. So for Christmas, if you celebrate, Merry Christmas. Merry I Christmas. I got Chad and I some mic stands. We look so official. It's oh, unbelievable. We look good. We've got about seven different pop filters on our microphone, so hopefully some of those popping peas are gone. That's a good test. No one heard that because it's so official. So we just, you know, once again, just trying to improve the sound quality a bit at a time. And in a world where every other podcast I listen to is some asshole on a Zoom call and it sounds terrible, hopefully this sounds yeah, just good I just really want to, you know, thank all of y'all for donating to the cause. Once again, no one's donated anything. Venmoing my account. So weird how Chaz tries to act like you guys are paying us when you're not paying us and anything. And sending us Bitcoin. We really appreciate it. But, you know, all those hot, hot sponsors, we are totally prepared to make 45 minutes of this hour-long podcast just pure ads. So if you're interested in that, email us at thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. All right. You want to get right into this? I say we get into it. All right. So, season four, episode four, from one hand to another. So, this episode, it didn't feel like too much happened first time through. A little bit more character building. We got the introduction to the Tiber family, kinda. Uh, some fun stuff with Aaron. I, I gotta be honest. Whoa, init- I don't know if it's Aaron. Oh, yet. so of course, here's <laughs> we're gonna do this, huh? Uh, no, because the end of the episode, we know officially. Oh, now. we do. Dang. So, haha, we can call him Aaron. Damn. Um, yeah. Just in case someone clicked off early, go watch the post-credit scene. We'll get to that in a little bit, but. Want to make sure you caught that. Thanks to Raphael for making sure he was watching over us. And hey, make sure I appreciate we caught that, it. Raphael, because I would have not watched after the post credits. Yeah, well, because maybe I don't know. I do like the outro song, so there's a good chance I yeah. was jamming to that, and then it popped up. But I definitely am not be- one to the like the best outro so far. I don't like watching the next time ons, so I definitely potentially could have missed it. So thanks, Raphael. But yeah, we know this is Aaron. First time through, I gotta be honest, I was hoping for a little bit more before a week off, like we're gonna have next week. But in the end, after second time through, I like this episode way more. What do you think? Yeah, I'm completely with you. I think I told you on our rewatch when we were taking notes that I missed a few things the first watch. And this is setting up for something big. Yeah. <laughs> so I like it. And I and you know what? Willie seems like a cool dude. Yeah, we got a we got a lot to talk about with Willie. So, and I'm it, also I'm becoming attached to the candidates and you know Peak, Porco. Right. I'm starting to like these guys. I'm I'm definitely attached to them, but I will say tonight was the first time where I was like, all right, show me my characters. Where are yeah. they at? I'm getting a little restless. But oh, like I said, the second watch really did a lot for me. I like this episode more after the second time through. But if someone was feeling those same kind of feels I was, definitely let us know. Email in. 
I do want to take care of just a couple things up front. Uh, this is kind of the motto of our podcast, I guess, but we have to issue a correction of a correction. Okay. Last episode, I corrected myself, said that Gabby was 14, but I was poorly mistaken. Catherine wrote in, said, no, Ronnie, you're a fucking moron. She's 12. So here I am on yep. my knees saying sorry to all you. Quit second guessing good yourself. Good people, dude. I know. We've talked about this a little bit. Honestly, at this point, we still got plenty of Attack on Titan, so we don't have to talk about it too much. But we keep asking for recommendations on what to cover next. And some hype is being built up for, please say it, Chaz, because you know I can't. Jiu-Jitsu Kazin. All right. I'm going to be honest with you, bro. <laughs> I Butchered am that? The, I'm the anime guy between us two. Ronnie actually hates anime, which I figure I should tell the listeners now. Really weird. I'm doing a podcast on it. <laughs> this is the only anime he likes. He says he hates all other animes. This anime is built different, I have to admit. But yeah, I actually know zero information about this one. I've just heard that it's good from Raphael and others. I know nothing about it, though. And see, this is exactly how fake Chaz is, because he told me the other day, he goes, yeah, I've been hearing some stuff about this one, and honestly, I think it's a great one for us to do. But yet here he is saying... I honestly don't know anything about it. I just watched some Demon Slayer, and I decided for us to not do that one. I'm going to say this up front. Maybe we might do it. We'll we'll keep it on the list. But I think the way people are talking, since this one's ongoing, it's continuing right now. We should probably do that one instead, or we can do both. It's still early on. We got more people. The audience is growing. They're going to have opinions. So just wanted to take everyone's temperature on that, but. Other than that, I've got a couple things I want to call out about your bullshit, Chad, but oh, for wow. now, it's gone on too long. I'll do it throughout the episode. Let's just get on with the show. All right, I'll start us off. My general thoughts, I had this um, in here. I was excited to see some anime back in Attack on Titan. Does yeah, we sense? definitely had some anime We had some anime all. moments, and I've missed it. I'm totally here for it. Chaz is here for it. Would you say you love it? Love it. We'll but call yeah. them out when we get there because they're definitely so. Awesome. We got Falco starting off. He's running back to headquarters and he bumps into Reiner. And Reiner, of course, stops him. He's like, What the hell are you doing? Because Reiner still looks like absolute shit. What do you think about Reiner? Does he not just look sleepy and Yeah, tired I mean, we and, know. He uh, looks, I, I've already called it, he looks worse than he, our Lord and Savior, Sleepy Keith. Yeah, he's overtaken the throne, and I don't see him ever coming off that throne. But Falco says he's forgot something back at headquarters, and we then go and see the old crippled homeless pal of his who asks for a favor. His name is Kruger, as Falco says. So Aaron which is just awesome to see this, is going undercover by the name of Kruger. Mr. Kruger, yeah. Um, he asks him if to send a letter for him and because he can't send it within the Eldian walls because it'll be checked. Right, which makes so, inside makes the internment zone, yeah. And he wants him to... He's telling his family that he's here and he's doing just fine and he just wants Falco to deliver that message for him. Yes, so... <laughs> What do you think is are on these letters? Do you have any thoughts on that? And where, how how does the mailing system work? 
obviously he's not sending these to paradise. He's sending them to other people who are already like Jean, for example, who yeah. have infiltrated like the Marlian citizenship and are relatively close, like I would imagine. They have to be, and I don't see him sending this to anybody else but our main cast. Right. I mean, who else would he even know? And obviously these letters are not, like you said, they're not going to be going out of Marley or out of the country, so. So I assume that they're just, you know. He's giving them updates saying, on everything? Yeah, I've infiltrated the internment zone. I've befriended a little warrior candidate who, you know, this, that, this, and that, and then. It's just, do you have, and we can talk about this a little bit later because he talks with Falco later on in the episode, have any guess how long this Falco-Aaron relationship's been going on? You don't really have a sense of time, but you no, definitely you get, like... It seems like it's been, I mean, multiple meetings, not just once yeah, or twice. Yeah, because Falco, especially later on, seems to just, in a way, like, adore Aaron. Like That last speech he gave in the last episode really touched Falco. Yeah. He loves this guy. Just like you could see how excited Falco was when he ran past Reiner, just getting the honor to deliver this mail for him. Like, he was thrilled. Yeah, because he's such a nice guy to begin with, and he thinks he's helping out this crippled this crippled guy who's, you know, just had it rough. If you go out of the internment zone, you got to wear your armband. But I was also wondering, because it's like, do you think there's a curfew? Definitely. Because the gate's open, but at the same time, the sun is setting. So and it seems like the guards are checking as well, and almost if you're a candidate or an honorary Marleyan, you're pretty much allowed to... Is that one of the things where it actually kind of means something? Where it, Yeah, it means something, but at the same time, they've got a close eye on you. Right. And then the other thing, do you think... I get... Here's the thing. Aaron is obviously putting on a show as far as not being injured, all that stuff. Falco knows that. Do you think that Falco genuinely thinks that he's not injured or sick in any way? Because keep in mind, this is the poor lad who made me feel genuinely terrible about myself when Falco had to get his armband on the right arm. No, I think he he knows he's injured like with his leg and everything. I just think he believes him when he says he didn't lose his memory and he's not actually like out of wits. Like He's a smart guy. And then just for shits and giggles, the fact that Aaron's armband was on the wrong arm... Do you think that's because he genuinely didn't know or he purposely did it to just like make himself look more foolish than... I think he purposely did it to make himself look more foolish and so Falco would pay attention yeah. to that, kind of go up to him. To me, it's just funny. He didn't know what arm to put. He just threw it on an arm. That would be funny <laughs> as shit. He, <laughs> he didn't, didn't know that it mattered. Because <laughs> um, I guess he probably did know if you think about it. Well, it, Grisha, all the books that he left... And the memories, like... I'm sure I would, yeah. So it's, pro- it's probably... He knew about show. the armbands, but I just didn't know if, like, yeah. Grisha's books and stuff would say, oh, you always had to wear it on this arm, stuff like that. So, after he delivers that message, we get we go to Maggot, or Maggoth, some people call him for some reason, and he's informed by Porky, the ugly pig officer... Which, great nickname for him, because he's got the biggest nose I've ever seen. This guy's disgusting. This nose takes up 68% of his face. Yeah. And he informs him that the whole Tiber family has come to visit. And Maggot is just thrown off by this. I guess this is a very rare occurrence. He's also a know-it-all motherfucker. Like, 
as if Magath didn't realize, or Magath, my bad, didn't realize that these Cobra Commander-looking motherfuckers weren't their soldiers. Yeah, they go to see him, and he's like, oh, these are their armed private guards, yeah. by the way. Oh, <laughs> hey, Porky, didn't realize since they look like nothing I've ever seen before. They're wearing, like, the fanciest uniforms, and... They've never seen him before, and he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, these are not a part of your own military, yeah, Maggot. This ring Fucking falls dumbass. to me because Maggot should have just slapped him across yeah. the face. Why does he give this guy the time of day? I, maybe he's just so stupid, he's like, I'll just keep you around. Just yeah, Maggot's obviously a higher rank than him. Oh, yeah. And uh, we then have Willie introducing himself to Maggot, and he shows him his family. Okay, pause. I got so much to say about Willie. First of all... Just the name Willie doesn't look like it ma- like fits him at all. No. Um, just a really funny name for him. I feel like just Willie. I don't. I can't. Well, he's got the. He's very charismatic, like Willie the Wonka. Willie the Wonka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was a the Wonka. I think he was just Willy Wonka, Chad. I was thinking of the name of the movie and I got you, mixed up. You know that tale of Willie the Wonka? his middle name is really not the. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Uh, but then at the same time, beautiful head of hair. Yeah, I mean, some of the best hair in the show. This guy has some golden locks. Loving it. Love it. And then um, he introduces him to his family. I just, you know, mumbled out my words. Sorry. And he's got a bunch of Rugrats just These fucking around. kids, man. Oh, I had to... I'm making a note of this. It's a nun, a mute old man, yeah, and a bunch of just little Rugrats running around with what looks to be the mom. Yeah, I think you nailed that. And see, there was another woman who just had this... Like such a maid a, outfit? Such a boring face. She was there and you didn't even mention her. She was just oh, there. Okay, yeah. I didn't even She was her. like left to the nun, I think. Just kind of... She was another younger... Because the nun was kind of old, right? Yeah, the nun was old. Yeah, this was another like middle-aged woman to the left of her. Yeah, get your goddamn kids under control. That's my note. Yeah, they're like, flipping chairs and shit. Like, not a chair. That was a full-size well, love yeah, seat. Yeah, that was a, that was a love seat. You're that right. That was a love because you got your couch and then you have a love seat, which is what we're dealing with here. And somehow these kids, you didn't realize how hard you have to like charge at a love seat to get it to flip over because physics, it's not as easy to do it. Uh, as a couch, because a couch, it's got a wider base. You can tip it over easily. Yep. Love seats more compact. You really got a head start. Just two little kids flip this thing right over. I mean, Willie is obviously not a very strict dad, and no one's well, saying shit. If this is even his dad, I'm assuming he's the dad of these kids, right? I would. He's the only man of that age that would make sense that we've seen so far. Well. Unless this Buddhist guy back here did something. Well, Maggot and Willie, they go to talk alone and have a good old conversation. And Willie asks Maggot if he came to tell, the, or if he could tell who the Warhammer Titan is out of the group. I dug that. I love a good mystery. And Maggot, of course, says no, but he's like, I, I've been looking around. I couldn't tell. And Willie ensures him that the Warhammer Titan is actually here. Mm-hmm. Who is it? So at this point, I feel like they're trying to make like the obvious choice is Willie, but if I had to pick someone at this moment, I would go with the old man who looks like he gave up on having the <laughs> golden locks that Willie has a long time ago. Okay. Um, or I'm gonna you know who I'm gonna go with? Who? One of the kids. 
because one of the little babies, huh? Well, I would say they're like five. They're so little, yeah. I mean, dude, this show See, is about just giving random kids no, titan it is. powers. It <laughs> like, is, but here, here was my thing. I, for some reason, was thinking that they'd go in a completely different direction and just have some old hag do it. Dude, how ins- or if it's the fucking boring lady that like you how how cool would oh that that'd be God. so cool. But I also I don't I mean she I, uh, they could point, I for some reason I feel like the a woman's not the Warhammer Titan. There's no reason that that can't be. I just feel like the Tibers are uh, a bunch of elitist pricks who they are would only and, let a man have that. But then but then again that's why I don't think Willie is it because they are elitist pricks and he's like the head of the group. Well, I have more takes later on. Okay. So, all right. Well, but yeah, I, I definitely agree that the show is trying to persuade you that it's not Willie in okay. this moment. And uh, Willie then informs him he's here to see the statue of Helos. And he says, a century ago, Helos slayed the devil of all Earth and became the renowned Marlian hero, and he's the spirit of Marley. That's some deep shit right there. That is some deep shit. We know the Great Titan War ended a hundred years ago, and like Zeke said, in like a couple episodes ago, he was like the Tibers are the main reason for it. Right. So, is he saying that Helos was a Tiber, or what is he? he well, I w- I think so. Yeah. Okay. So Helos so. is a Tiber, and that's why the Tibers are so powerful as a family, is because Helos is the one that ended the war. Well, we know that the Tibers were the reason that they were able to end the war. I guess the only thing we don't know for sure is that it was Helos. So yeah, I don't. I guess it doesn't really say, but we assume that Helos is either a part of the Tiber family or they just had a lot of help in helping him. All right. Oh yeah. By the way, uh, this notebook elitist over here has got his laptop for the fifth straight episode. Hey, man, I keep forgetting my notebook. Oh, I keep forgetting my notebook. It's so hard to find pieces of paper to write All on. All right, dude, I'll be honest. I like my laptop. Oh. Become fond with it. I've got a sick Attack on Titan background picture for my wall. There it is. There it is. I'm in love with it. All right. Love it. I just needed you to okay. tell the truth. Well, listeners, you have the truth. But Willie says he he hears Maggot is working to reinstate Marleyan conscription, which Ronnie had to look up for us. Yep, big word, wasn't sure. And it's basically like a military draft. Um, So we know Maggot is trying to enlist Marleyan soldiers back into the front lines, I'm assuming. And yeah, it's just crazy that Maggot actually wants Marleyans to fight. This was a great... I'll even use his real name, because I saw him this episode, I respected him. I kind of like Magath. Yeah, I think I said a few episodes ago on the pod, he might be a, you know, kind of a nice guy. Yeah, he obviously, you know, he's going along with his Eldian bullshit, but he also might be trying to fight against it, like, as much as he can without being a straight-up restorationist and still, yeah. like, just very interesting. He definitely kind of shits on Marleyans here. And then, uh, you know, he says war exists solely in newspapers uh, for most Marleyans and that they are content with just sitting around while the devil bloods do all the work. And he hopes that if Marleyans enter war, it will be enough to start, stop our self-destructive march towards war. So he's kind of just doing it. It's not necessarily that he likes the Eldians or anything like that is what it seems like. He just wants 
the Marleyans to stop going to war over everything. Right. They're just like power hungry. They're just yeah, trying to overtake everything. And it's like we've talked about in the first episode. It's coming back finally to bite them in the butt. So Maggoth is an interesting character for sure. Yeah, I I like Maggoth so far. We'll see what else he's yeah. got in store for us. And they keep talking and, you know, Maggoth kind of mentions that Willie is actually the real commander of the nation and... Willie says the nation is controlled by the Tivers, but the Marleyans have chose the warmongering themselves. They gave Marley both freedom and power in hopes of atonement. So what they made like when Willie said that the Marleyans or whatever are controlled by the Tibers, Maggot kind of flinches. Do you catch this? It kind of like showed him yeah. and he kind of had like a weird... Does he not feel that way? This is kind of where, just as a whole, what do you think of the Tibers? To me, it's like almost like the royal family of the UK. They don't okay. really do much, but they, essentially they are still royal and in power. Like, I don't... It's you confusing. Know, to, like, okay, are they complete Eldians? No. So they're just part Eldian. Yeah, the way I think Willie says it a little bit later in his little speech that makes it seem like he has devil right. blood flowing within him, but he's also comes from something royal. So let me work this take on you, okay? We talked, or they mentioned how they live in like their own huge manner. They haven't come out in a hundred years. All that stuff. Are they a bunch of messed up fucks that? reproduce with their own because they think they are so elitist so powerful everything's got to stay in the bloodline because like willie's kind of a like he seems kind of cool but he's also seems like a conceited kind of asshole and i think he's just curious kind of pick up on some of that with maggot like while they are very powerful and they definitely have a huge say in Marlins and all the Marlins appreciate them. Just something about Maggot's reaction when he said that he's like, "Oh, you can calm down, dude." Yeah, I don't. I didn't really think about them screwing each other, but yeah, that's that's a big possibility. That's and, my hot take at the moment. And I'm trying to think. Nah, there's no reason they would have royal blood in them, right? Uh, I don't know. That hurts my brain to think about at the moment. It would be crazy if they had royal blood and like they. The reason. I mean, we the obviously no one goes and gets the Warhammer Titan is because it's a royal blood and it has and extra that power. Would be, like I mean, I like it because it goes towards my theory. Of that's why they keep fucking each other. And <laughs> at the same time, obviously, the Warhammer Titan's a big deal. If like basically the Tiber's existence helped win the war, and obviously we know the Beast Titan has some stuff that you have to have royal blood but for. Then it's crazy because he said a regular man defeated. Like it's just a whole confusing circle right here. Yeah. I just, as of right now, I don't trust anything the Tibers say. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he says that the Tibers are responsible for the Eldians and the Marleans to be thrown into darkness, but he plans to tell the truth to the world at an upcoming festival. And then he asked Maggot, or sorry, Maggoth, because we put respect on this man right, now, respect. to join hands with him. Yeah, he wants to hold hands. Not sure what's he going said, on there. He said hold hands, and kind of. then they make out, and it, that's just one of the weirdest scenes in Attack on Titan. That was as weird <laughs> as the scene where uh, Maggot inspects the buttholes of Colt and Zeke. Yeah. But, but how, okay, so this is, 
really interesting stuff. It's hard to catch the first time to get all of it in. It's just a lot of information. Yeah, we spent a long time taking notes on this part just because Willie likes to use big words like conscription that we have to look up. And yeah. I just think there's a serious chess match going on. Like, even Willie saying it, like, Maggot is not so sure he wants to just sign away and be all about these Tibers. And the way that Zeke kind of talked about the Tibers, too, a couple episodes ago, it's... I'm not really sure what's going on here. But then we get a random cut scene mm-hmm. of Peek. Yep, she's sleeping in her favorite position, doggy. And she's just standing there, and Porco walks up and is like, what the fuck are you doing? You slut. Yeah, Peek, okay, I had a note later on. Peek looks like a stoner who has... 1100 plants in her bedroom (laughs) she's tripping on acid (laughs) so hard right now she just has plants fucking everywhere in her house she currently thinks she is the cart titan yeah she's like wait a minute i'm actually a human right now (laughs) yeah i mean she's got a dumpy that i would you know participate in i think yeah i mean but take that skirt off wear something better come on Pete. she is you gonna finish that (laughs) sentence (laughs) She wants to take it in the can. Moving on. Moving on. Hey, but Catherine, there you go. There's your fucking scene of peak. Quit asking. Whoa. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, Catherine. That was very... Uh, what the... You want me to edit that out? That was edit weird. that out. That was Please weird. don't let her hear that. Jeez. No, we had a few... I think she just mentioned it in passing like half a time. <laughs> I think we had a few emails talking about uh, cut scenes from last episode. And one of them being this, and here you go. Here's Peek's fat dumpy right in your face. So then we go on to the next scene of Reiner explaining to a Marleyan that the Paradise layout, about the Paradise layout and basically the war strategy that they're going to come up with. Yeah, we see a big map, and it puts into perspective how big the island kind of actually is. It's fucking huge. Like, from the south end where the... Marleyans send the Eldians off to paradise yeah. to the wall is a long ass ways. Yeah, yeah, you didn't really, or I didn't realize that at the time, but like where the walls actually are, that doesn't even take up like 30% of the island. It stretches a long way yeah. up north. Yeah, Reiner's talking to the guy and he's saying that, you know, the Titans come from the south, the wall is less defended the closer you get to the mountains up north. And so then the guy's like, oh, so then we should go up north. And he's like, well, that's one option, but, you know, the ships that we, we can only dock ships in the south, and the ones that we sent to the south all got destroyed and never came back. Well, He's like, the port might yeah. not even be there anymore. He's like, yeah, they might have even destroyed the port. The point. Please the edit point. that out. Yeah, the point. Because I don't know how to talk. <laughs> Hate when people knock out those points. And then, uh, you know, the Marlin gets tired of him and comes up with the same old, oh, well, you're just a dumb Eldian. Yeah. And what an asshole. Reiner's like, geez, man, I just was trying to inform you. And just, <laughs> why do we even let you talk? <laughs> yeah, so Porco and Peek, they're mocking the Marlins. They're like, oh, I can't wait for the big plan that they're going to come up with. Yeah, they're not feeling so good about this attack. Peek's like, yeah, like sending four kids to do the mission all that while ago. Which, you know, looking back on that, they're probably shooting themselves in the foot over sending four kids and not coming back with a... Losing two Titans and not coming back with a founding Titan. They came back and they were just like, hey, hell of a job. (laughs) 
So, but as they're saying that, they're watching the candidates train. Well, they sent four kids. Only one of them came back. Then they had to send two, two yeah. additional ones. Yeah, they lost. They lost three, but they, they got to transfer the jaw power back. But yeah, they're watching. As they're saying this, though, they're watching Falco, Gabby, Udo, and Zofia all train and. Falco passes Gabby. You got real mad at your special laptop that you love so much because I tried to auto or spell correct Zofia. Well, that's not my freaking laptop's problem. That's Isayama's problem for naming her Zofia. Because you typed in Zofia and your laptop went, Are you fucking kidding me? Are you sure? And then you did yes, and it went, Well, you're just a big ol' asshole. <laughs> Yeah, it still tries to correct me, even though it's not supposed to do that after the first time. Now, every time you type in Zofia, it just autocorrects and just says, fuck you. <laughs> God, Isiyama, you fucking awesome person. Love you. Falco passes Gabby, though, in a race with a bunch of gear on and a rifle in hand. Gets that second win. Yeah, and, uh, you know, everyone's hyping him up, but Colt's, like, saying it doesn't matter that Gabby's pretty much already chosen for the armor, which makes me it makes it look like Colt doesn't want his brother to get the armor. Does it not kind of oh, seem like right. that? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh so we head back to the internment zone and Udo and Zofia, they're about to head through the gates, are hyping up Falco. You know, they're like, "Oh, nice job, bud. Did you see the way you ran past Gabby? That was sick." You know, just the good old high school talk that you used right. to have back in the day ronnie when you ran track god i was an incredible cross-country runner yeah, still dude. have the body too yeah it's incredible 411 three what was it 395 well actually after the holiday break i real close to 400 yeah this christmas cookies and stuff like that flirting with it you'll be right back to 385 before you know it 375 is kind of my comfort zone. That's where I feel most athletic. Yeah. And it's crazy, too, that you've shrunk an inch somehow. You're like 4'10 and a half. But, um, but yeah, the guards are even hyping Falco up. How cool is this to see some of the Marley and guards saying this? Yeah. I think everyone is just sick of Gabby's cocky, bitch-ass attitude. She's such a bitch. God. <laughs> And then we had a person first Love episode her. give us the review and say, don't call her a yeah. cunt. I think the term was unnecessarily calling them a cunt. Yeah, unnecessarily. <laughs> well, they must not have read the manga because I'm assuming she's a cunt in the manga as well. Didn't realize Gabby Mother's mother listens to the... Good, let me try this one again. Didn't realize Gabby's mother listens to the podcast. Because she's a con. <laughs> yeah, that's when Gabby just comes up and kicks the shit but out of Falco. Does she headbutt him? Oh, she headbutts him? I thought I, she kicked him. Oh, maybe so. I didn't... But I think is. Or does she kick him and then headbutt him? It, it does a weird cut to where you can't see, but I was pretty sure after she did it, like, Falco rubbed his head. So I think she might have headbutt him. Is she a moose? Yeah, but I mean... Headbutts... A, listen... And if I'm going to go off on this headbutt rampage, and if she didn't headbutt him, this is so embarrassing. But I've always thought that is a terrible form of attack unless it is your last option. 
Why would you well, ever headbutt someone? You've obviously not seen Demon Slayer because that is one of the go-to attacks. They love a good headbutt. Tanjiro loves that shit. All right. And I'm watching that show with my dumbass roommate, and I could not be any more disappointed in him. You more. What do you think your uh, roommate thought of this episode? He's literally punching the air right now. He's just so angry. Would you like to do uh, one of our new segments called Chad's Stupid Roommate Watches Attack on Titan and tell tell us how it went last episode? Yeah. Some of the highlights? Okay, some of the highlights. Last episode, he goes, uh, one of the biggest highlights was about five minutes into the episode, he says, oh, so Bert actually wasn't the colossal titan that kicked in the walls. <laughs> What a fucking idiot. And I did not answer it. (laughs) (laughs) Just kept on going. Just kept on going. All right. Let us know what you thought about that segment. So Falco's really embarrassed after Khaki, Khaki, after Gabby kicks him. And she's like, I made the motherland proud in war. Just she's not wrong. But like such a, such an annoying thing to say, even though she's not wrong. Falco then says that he'll do everything he can to be the next armor because it hasn't been decided yet. She yells at him and saying she's like, Colt's already going to be the next Beast Titan and you'll be an honorary Marleyan. Why are you trying so hard? Which is a good point that I haven't really thought about. Yeah. He then blushes though. He gets all giggly. Nervous. And says, I'm doing it for you. Getting in his feels. And Zofia actually makes me laugh a few times this episode, the first one being here. When Falco says, I'm doing it for you, she just goes, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guards go all anime, too, and they start they start blushing as well. This is just a wholesome scene. I love Attack on Titan for this. Usually pretty depressing show, but right here, just... Uh, it was just all a little cutesy and I stuff, know. because everyone except for Gabby knew what was going on she here. They're can't like, catch like, a hint. Like, oh, she doesn't get it. Oh, no. This is just like me when I was 12, except no one liked me. Well, it's kind of like you now, too. Don't know what okay, you think has changed since you were 12. fucking unnecessary. I've got a luscious beard. I'm 6'11", uh, 135 pounds, and got chicks all over me, especially with this pod booming. Please. You're going to give yourself 135? <laughs> you fucking asshole. We know it's 115 at best. I have sweatpants on the last Eat a the steak, way. bitch. I'm a vegan. Next scene, every candidate but Falco is back in the internment zone. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, we got a drunk, fat anime man. He is hugging Zofia. Hey, listen. Someone needs to tell this guy to be careful. Dude, this guy is uh, teetering on the edge. We'll Thankfully, I guess this old woman kind of does, but yeah. be careful, bro. He keeps saying that she's, he th- keeps thinking that Sophia is Gabby, and he's thanking her for everything she did in the war, and uh, getting a little too touchy when that old woman just shoes him off. Listen. And then we got Ronnie. I'm going to let you take this part yeah, away. Yeah, let me take the wheel. This is by far the most important part of the episode. Everyone was so focused on this drunk uncle character, but uh, look to the far right when they pan out of this whole kerfuffle. There is a man who I swear to God looks like an egg all the way to the right. He doesn't say anything. You don't hear any noises from him. 
this is the weirdest looking guy I've ever seen on Attack on Titan. Don't worry, we did the dirty work for you. We took a little video. We're going to post it on our Twitter, so go check it out and give us a follow while you're there. Yeah, give at us a follow. Podcast Chronic. This guy looks ridiculous. And put some more numbers on uh, the meme that Chad posted the other day about us moving forward. Thank you for the people that did like that. I thought it was a great tweet. Ronnie did not seem to really have any feelings towards it. You're still just doing a very average job on running our Twitter. Well, it seems like every tweet you make has at least two grammar errors, which is just poor form, poor form. Well, I keep it real, okay? Yeah, it's called... Tell that to the 10 people it's that called, like the damn post. When it's a, like 280 characters or less, just... What is it called? I don't know. I just know you're wait, a hater. Wait, 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 wait. What is the term for that? I'm just going to keep moving forward. You, it's not a hard word. Proofread. There you go. Wow. Something Proof, you don't do, obviously. Proofread your shit. No, it's just I've been doing it since I was in second grade, so I don't yeah. even know the word anymore because cool, it's just like Microsoft what I do. Microsoft Word, Proofreading Pro, whatever the fuck it's called. Well, all I'll say I is in my, my mom notes, to do it before she became stupid. All I know in my notes, uh, it says Sophia every single time. Not a single Sophia to be found. How is your mom? Does she have a good, uh, good, hol- good Christmas, she did. good holiday. She did. I gave her a brand new bone, <sighs> dude. And she's not. Uh, what else did you give her? Oh, that was it. Just a brand new bone. I thought, you know, have you at least been letting letting her back inside into her own room? Well, yeah, I mean, the, for Christmas, it's not Christmas thir- Eve. It's been 30 degrees outside. Well, I mean, I have a heat lamp out there. Dude, just... She's got a dog kennel. Just chill out. And a blanket. I don't know, whatever. It's like a $5 blanket from Walmart. Um, so, yeah, after that Humpty Dumpty scene, you know, the random Eldian lady gives them food, and she wants them to grow up like Vice Chief Reiner. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, but I don't think she actually wants that for him. If she only knew. Yeah. So then we go on to uh, the festival stage, and it's finally being built. Yeah. Where Udo asks... If finally this... being built? Have you been waiting for this thing to be built? Well, I'm assuming a couple days have passed, right? There's no way they just built this thing in one fucking day. Oh, from when they were talking about it? Yeah, Probably yeah, yeah. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And finally he, being built. <laughs> Three days later. They finally got on. The, they've just been procrastinating, procrastinating. They're finally getting going on it. Udo asks if this is really where they will declare war. <laughs> and Zavia makes me laugh again. She says, wow, reminds me of a theater where we then zoom out and see that they have pretty much began construction on a theater. Yeah. And it's like... I'm sure Udo's thinking, too, are they really performing a Shakespeare play to tell us we're going to slaughter people on Paradise? Well, Udo, I got a little note for you, buddy. Stay tuned. (laughs) Do we have a surprise for you? And how do they even know what a theater looks like? Aren't they supposed to be like little slave children devils that have never been around that type stuff? I bet they've gotten a few uh, little special moments since they're candidates. You know, and then Udo talks about how VIPs around the world will be there. So that's interesting. We got people from around yeah, the globe. We got Pitbull. He's going to be there. Shakira's going to yep. make an appearance. It's going to be. What's that guy's name? Uh, com- so, or, I mean, a comedian act. Like arguably, some people are going to be yelling, "It's going down! I'm yelling timber! You better move! You better dance!" 
And that's the second time we referenced Timber by Pitbull featuring Kesha on this podcast. And I think that's just a great job by us. I think people love that song. I don't know if they do, but I think they do. He appreciated the Timber reference. Pitbull is huge in Egypt. (laughs) So Udo says, he's like, you know, we just slaughtered all these people in the Mideast, and we're going to invite them here? Like, what are we doing? And he's like, it's just going to make things worse for Eldians. Um, And he talks about how he is actually from abroad. Yeah, this was interesting. And that he says that it's actually way worse abroad than it is in Marley, the way they treat Eldians. So, cool. Cool stuff. Do you have any take on why that might be? Yeah, because, I mean, the other people in other countries don't actually have Eldians as their own like soldiers yeah i feel like marlians they see them and deep down whether they want to admit it or not they realize how similar they actually are whereas abroad i could see the rumors just catching fire and people just blowing it way out of proportion and half Um, the stuff they see is just massive titans eating them has this little uh bitch udo has he popped the bag yet in your notes or am i getting ahead of myself what do you mean popped? Oh, I'll tell you what. Let's hear it. For some reason, he blows up a bag to just pop it. Oh, he's got anger issues oh, for sure. I hate kids that do shit like this. Dude, he's like the kid in the lunchroom. They just make noise to yeah. make noise. This is the same guy who can't drink a water a bottle without twisting it and popping the cap off on my thigh. Yeah. I mean, you're right. He's the same guy that as soon as it gets quiet in the lunchroom, he just pops the loudest bag ever yeah. and everyone looks at him. Uh, yeah. This is the guy who, if you ever have, like, uh, some of the big bubble wrap, it's not actually bubble wrap, but, like, the big air packs that go into packages, instead of just, like, slightly tearing it and letting the air go out, they just stomp on it, and it sounds like gunshots going off. Just ridiculous. (laughs) You were that guy. Or were you? Who, me? Yeah. No, honest, but I was never that guy because I couldn't figure out the water bottle trick. I never was able to shoot the cap off good. I would just twist it, and I'd got, get kind of scared, and I'd grimace real hard, and then I'd twist, and it would kind of just go... Tss. I've never been good at noises in general. Like, I can't snap loud. I can't whistle. I'm a great snapper. Can't whistle, None though. None of the above. The only loud noises I've ever made was, like, fart noises. Well, you were making a pretty loud noise when that guy was over at our apartment last night. What is that supposed to mean? I, I was just... You were kind of being hard on yourself and not making loud noises, and I'm just saying... Yeah, that I, wasn't I know, the, but what was that supposed to mean? I just, I just was being. I don't know what does it mean. I we just, were playing poker when we were playing poker. We were being loud, huh? Uh, yeah. Okay. I well, didn't know that you guys were playing poker in there because I wasn't part of it. But well, yeah. I mean, we don't invite you to that type of stuff. You're, uh, you're not on the it's kind good of a, looking side. Kind of a small room. You don't definitely don't have a poker table in there. I mean. We were playing it on the bed. So we go back to Gabby, and she's talking to Udo. She's like, wait, you don't think this whole uh, theater thing is going to work? And obviously he doesn't. And she's like, it will work, and we're going to show them that we're nice devils. (laughs) Start smiling, Udo. Yeah. That's That's why they think you're a devil. You don't smile. And then she's like, quit the weird act, Zofia. And Zofia is like, what weird act <laughs> this is me this is who i am she is so monotoned and uh, i like zofia yeah dude. she's cool 
She reminds me of Annie. Yeah, yeah. Just not squashing bugs in her free time. She makes me laugh. Gabby says that she's like, I'm perfect as is, and I'm smart. I'm cute as a button. Oh. And I just sh- I'll captivate so- all the VIPs and score the armor for sure. Just made me so mad when oh. she said cute as a button. I mean, and some random lady in Wisconsin had to write us a review and call it an unnecessarily cunt calling. Did you just shit on Wisconsin for some reason? I have no idea if she's from Wisconsin. I just I don't know. I don't know where that filthy reviewer resides in, but I'm not prepared to uh, blame an entire steak for steak. An entire steak. An entire. I hope you don't blame a steak am, for that. I am not prepared to blame an entire T-bone on housing this witch. True. Okay, you're right. But the good news is we totally got over that two-star review. We're doing fine. Yeah. I mean, we don't even think about it ever. Has Gabby put them in the weirdest arm bars ever yet? Well, they call her a devil. And then she puts them in the okay. weirdest armbar ever. Yeah, there's two of them, and she's they're really struggling. Their backs is their back is really arched. There's no way she has a good hold on them. All the two of them have to do to get out of this is calmly sit down on the ground, and she will have no traction to stay on their necks. So I don't. I, I think don't know they're just afraid of her. It's just uh, somebody kinda, that conceded. It's like they're stuck on a limbo pole and. The limbo poles are just her arms choking them, and I just wanted to be like, hey, you can just like softly lay down, and you'll be fine. But Yeah, as much as she's kicked Falco and put them in arm bars, why don't they ever just give her a good old elbow to the nose? But we go over to the theater being built right at the stage, and we have... Do you Mag- want me to take over here? Do you oh, want yeah, yeah, yeah. the notes here? Or- yeah, oh, well... Wait, I was no, just I'm... gonna say, Magath hands Willie the note, and then you take the reins. Or yeah, yeah. He hands him something. Well, I'll tell you what he hands him. Uh, Maggot hands Willie his little black book, so he can uh, get into contact with some Marlian pussy that is in need of slaying. Oh. No, but well, no. Willie only slays his own family. Yeah, that's that is my theory. So thanks for watching out. In all seriousness, this is a very confusing scene. So let's get so immersed into this right now. Okay. So there is a little black book handed to Willie, and he does flip through the pages. And he asks, so a large-scale demolition is required. And when I first heard large-scale demolition, I was thinking, like, Colossal Titan, is that what he's talking about? But then Magath, Magath talks about something being beyond repair. So I don't, any anything there? Yeah. They talk about, like, a house, too, right? Okay, well, well, yeah, let's keep moving. Uh, the military serves the nation, and the nation's supreme commander is the... Uh, well, Willie, is what Magnus says. Willie says he is just the one who holds the wheel, and now he knows why his predecessors never tried to grab it. So this is where my mind was changed. And this is very deep, but after watching it, we watched this probably three or four times. Did it make you think Willie has the Warhammer? I think he's saying yeah. he is the Warhammer Titan. Saying when he when he said the saying uh, he has the wheel or whatever, right? That, yeah, that really because I believe he's saying that the Warhammer Titan is the supreme commander, but he is just the one driving it at this time, holding the wheel at this time. Okay. 
Um, now, they played it so... I could see Willie trying to be like a red herring and be like, oh, I'm the Warhammer Titan, but actually I'm not. But this was so like drenched in just... Yeah. Like, you really got to think about it that I, I don't know what to make of it. That is true. He might be trying to play Magath as a fool. Yeah. What do you think? Because, oh, dude. Well, and I'll oh say this right God. now. I don't think Magath is a fool. What if he's trying to play Magath because he maybe possibly thinks Magath and the rest of the Warriors will try to steal the Warhammer Titan in this situation? So he, he wants him to think that it's him, but it's really one of the kids or one of the other people. I could buy into that because, like, if they didn't think that they were in danger of someone trying to steal the Warhammer Titan, why would they stay locked up in a manor for a hundred yep. plus years all to themselves? So, yeah, I could definitely see that he thinks it's a risk to come out here, and that's just kind of how I interpreted his big long wheel talk. But so then we go on, and Magath says the house was in danger of collapsing. But some pillars remained usable, but according to them, the house is already infested with rats. So I don't know... I'm so confused by this. I'm going to be honest. You're going to have to help me through this one. The only thing that I can think of, we see this big meeting later on, and I don't know if this could be considered the house. Like, every, like we signed a peace treaty, all these people are coming, collecting... But there's some rats who are there putting on ah. smiling faces, but yet they are not actually with the Marlians and the Tibers. They're just trying, you know, keep your enemies closer, and they're trying to fuck some okay. shit up. Do you think they know that Aaron is there? Are you seeing? Are you thinking no. it's just different world enemies? I don't even think they're thinking about that stuff as far as the Paradise Island group goes. I think they're thinking more like just, Mideast yeah, people, on stuff there. like that. Yeah, all okay. the people that we see later on. That's just what I got from it after immersing myself so deep into it. Damn, um, dude, you took a deep dive yeah. in that pool. This was a, I was proud of us because we rewatched and we rewatched and we went line by line. And we This is what we came up with. Definitely intrigued to hear other people's theories. So email us at the podcast chronicles at gmail.com. Let us know what you yep. took from this deep stuff. On a lighter note, I see that not only did you buy a vape, throw it away, <laughs> you're just straight up chugging on that thing over there again, huh? All right, bro. Back up back on the wagon. I'm not back on the wagon. This is a Christmas special event. Okay. Um, I got it for you know, Christmas weekend. Yeah. I went out of town, as you know. That's why I haven't had too much contact for, with for you. For two days. That's a long time. And I'm just using it now for the pod because it's a special occasion. What flavor? Guava ice. We just came crawling right back to guava ice, huh? I'm not addicted, though. It's literally a, just a weekend thing. Mm-hmm. They call me a weekend warrior. Yeah, yeah. A weekend vape warrior. Right, weekend vape warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's, that's why I'm doing it. And That's definitely Willie. a thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, well, congr- hey, congratulations on not being addicted. I'm happy that. Well, you're thank new. you, man. Appreciate that. That's cool that you took like a nice little three week break, bought one, threw it away, and then you know one week later you've got one just full time that obviously has not been thrown away. But I'm just keeping tabs it's been on it. A few so weeks. As long uh, as you're not, it's not one week, but a few weeks. Guys. As long as you're not addicted, I'm not worried about that I'm at not. all. So. That's great. If I was addicted, I would be doing it more. No, no, no. That's good. So, 
Falco thanks Aaron for allowing him to beat Gabby. We're back with these two guys. I like these two guys. But Aaron says, no, no, no. I need to thank you for sending the letters. And this, again, is kind of where I'm trying to figure out, like, how long has this been? I don't really know. And Aaron shows that he got a baseball glove. Yeah, this is What the fuck is dude. up with that? I just fucking love the callback to Perfect Game episode where Zeke was literally playing baseball right. with rocks, decapitating Eldians. And now Aaron is taking up baseball, which scares the shit out of me that he's going to start. So I just, here were my, my initial thoughts were, okay, did Aaron go and get this glove to keep up this whole charade did someone actually send him a baseball glove like like why it's interesting why does he have it like he's because he doesn't it's really it's it's such a shitty it's such a shitty like um thing to use because he's straight up telling falco he's like yeah i'm mailing my family to tell them that i'm okay but i'm in a hospital and i'm too injured to come home and in his head at the family's going well here's a baseball glove to keep you entertained yeah like he doesn't need this glove at all to to prove anything to falco what a shitty get well soon gift (laughs) oh in the hospital with bandages wrapped around your eyes and no leg no leg well here's a baseball glove that you can't use and hopefully someone else in the hospital has a second baseball glove or else it's just not going to be to any use to you at all he just tosses it up in the air to himself so sad. So, yeah, don't know what's going on there. But Aaron does say when the festival is over, he is going back to his hometown. Wow. Just so many Aaron and Reiner comparisons here. Yep. And that is when a doctor comes outside and Falco runs off. Almost like Falco's not supposed to be there. Did you get like, he's like, oh shit, a doctor. All right, I'll see you. Like yeah, what, it's, I, I don't know. It's I he guess just he just knows doesn't the, want to be caught lingering around. I guess he just knows the doctor is going to come talk to Aaron, and he just shouldn't be around for that. But, uh, I won't read too much into any of that. The doctor sits next to Aaron, and he says that he is Jaeger, a physician for the zone, and he comes here sometimes to drink tea. So at this point, you're always good at this stuff. Did you already know what was going on here? I mean, once he said he's Jaeger, I was like, oh, shit, that's fucking Dr. Jaeger. Like, that's right. his. At this point, I got to be honest, I was trying, I've been thinking so deep the whole episode that instead of just being like, oh, it's Zeke's grandpa, I was like on some deep shit. Like, oh, this is code for something because that's. <laughs> <laughs> but uh... but I, he does look old as shit. It's hard to tell because we only really saw him in the Grisha right. you know, flashback. So it's obviously been a long time since then. He looks old. And I, at first I was like, okay, why is Aaron not shitting his pants like that this guy's name's Jaeger? But we saw uh, when Zeke was saying hi to his grandparents and stuff like that was when Aaron was off to the side. So he obviously got a look at him because even though Aaron had already seen his grandpa, it was... Well, way many years ago, you might not have known. You're talking about the memories? Yeah, yeah. So it was, he obviously saw him there, but so... God, how think about this though. Aaron in that one episode in that day woke up and said, "Who am I?" and he was so entrenched with like his dad's memories that he thought he was his dad. Mhm. How weird weird would that be to see your dad but you're someone else? Like 
on a deep level right there. Yeah. Like, if he was entrenched in Grisha's like memories at the time, he would legit think that's his dad. Right. That's so weird. It's pretty deep. So Dr. Yeager says it looks like Aaron gets along with that boy, and he says he thinks that he could get along with him too. Uh, just a little bit pedophilish. Just a little bit pedophile I think I could get along with that boy real yeah, well. Yeah, I think me and that boy would have one a hell of a time. <laughs> he says that Falco, that his uncle was a restorationist. Good job, Chad. We talked about this earlier on. I was so glad to see this because I thought that it was just going to be like, you know, a cool little name that he had. He was right. just one of his cousins or something. Yeah, at least now so it's been referenced that. again. Yeah. So if anyone either missed that episode or missed that part of the episode... Falco's last name is Grice, one of the uh, men that was part of the Restorationist when Grisha was around was named Grice. Specifically, the guy that actually got Grisha into the Restorationist and was kicked off the wall and forced to run towards the North Walls from Major Gross. Yep. So he was a big character back then. And uh, Dr. Yeager says, when Restorationists are caught... They are sent to paradise, and not even their family is spared. So to protect their family, he and his brother trained to be warriors. And when Colt was chosen to be the Beast Titan, the Grice family was finally safe. And so I thought this was interesting because that, just the whole idea of if a restorationist is caught, their whole family is screwed. And it got me to thinking about, obviously, Dr. Yeager. And obviously, I guess they were kind of... Uh, they ratted. They on were Yeager. cool because Zeke and Zeke went to his grandparents. The grandparents went and ratted on Grisha. So yeah. I guess they were cool. And what's cool too is that, um, well, I guess it would be. This just shows too that Grice's brother was not a part of what Grice was doing either. Yeah, he was completely separate and on Marley's side. That's why also why they trusted him and his sons to be right warriors. And so Aaron asks why he's being told all this, and Dr. Yeager tells him to stop asking the boy to do favors. Because if he comes under suspicion, all their hard work will be for nothing. Then he says, if you are truly healthy, you should go back to your family. How does he know that Aaron is healthy? Seems like he's been spying in on these conversations or something. Okay, so just a little spying action. Well, and to Aaron's talking and coherent in this moment, so he's probably thinking... You know, if you're you're going to keep talking to this little kid, you're obviously not mentally insane. Right. I guess just because you can talk right doesn't mean... Because I'm sure they don't really care about... If you look at this hospital, it looks more like a psycho center than... That's true, yeah. There's definitely... Yeah, that's a good point. They don't care that his leg is gone or anything like that. He tells him that someday he won't see his family anymore and to not wait and live with regret. Aaron asks him about regret for his own family, and Dr. Yeager says there is not a day he doesn't think about the day when his son took his daughter outside the walls. Because, or He said it happened because I was too strict about him becoming a doctor. He then proceeds to have an absolute mental meltdown. So two people come, grab him, say like, oh, sorry, he got out of our you know, eyesight. What's the deal with him? Is he a patient with special benefits? Like, 
I'm confused about all this. No, he is a doctor, and I'm sure I'm sure he's because he used to be a doctor, is what it sounds like. He used and to be he, a doctor. He comes and visits for tea, is what he said. Right. So I think he comes and visits, and they know that this guy feels guilty about what he did, and he's got like you know some mental issues. So they saw him wandering off, and they're like, "Oh shit, here he goes again!" Like he's going on his rant. I I feel like he's said this to people before. I feel like he's straight up like a mental patient. And they know oh, okay. they've got to keep up with him. But That's since he's like an honorary Marlian and he's not always crazy, it might be another situation where they kind of like let him go. Okay, I like that. It's kind of, but yeah, that was that's interesting because he really uh, is a bit of a nut job. So anime, him screaming. I know. So yeah, that was one of the very anime parts. Love it. And also, what did you make of him only mentioning the daughter incident and not anything about what Grisha did and went on to do with the restorationist group? He that, only that talks pretty about. Cool. I'm sure he's just thinking that was what led that moment is what defined the future and if he could have stopped that moment Christian would have never became a restorationist okay but um, I was gonna say it's awesome because he thinks that his son is dead no one knows that Grisha actually lived except for Zeke who knows he had a son but does Zeke tell that information to his grandparents we don't know yeah I wouldn't imagine so yeah so that'll be so do you think we see how much more of Dr. Yeager will we see? I, maybe a little bit more, but I, I feel like he's not you, He's not going to be that important. Right? I don't think he's going to be that important. I, I guess I could just see like one more scene where he comes to know that maybe Aaron is also there. his grandson and what and Grisha wants to do, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing that old hag die. Um, yeah, this guy sucks. So, pinkies up, everyone, because we cut over to a very fancy dinner party where... Is this Attack on Titan? (laughs) Seriously. You, at one point, said, if I took a screenshot of this and just put this out there as, this is what you're in store for Attack on Titan, the final season, what would you say? And we just had a good old giggle. But at this fancy dinner party, our warrior candidates are going to be doing some fine dine waiting on this evening. And God, I like to think I like to think that they're being evaluated on this too. Like Magith is somewhere in the corner with a little notepad, and he's just like, "Yeah, he's hiding." Like just watching what's going because on. Because Gabby, oh my God, she's totally the waiter who's like, "Okay, um, so what would you like to order?" And she's gonna memorize people's orders without writing it down yep. because she thinks that that's gonna show them. But Magith is extremely pissed off because there's nothing worse than a waiter trying to be a hard-ass and attempting to memorize my order. That's the worst. Oh, my God. Because 90% of the time, they're going to mess up on something. They're going to fuck it up, but they're going to come If you say no back. tomatoes, there's going to be tomatoes on that Oh, page. my God. They come up, and I always do a double take. They're like, all right, what can I get for you? And I kind of wait to, for them to get their little notebook out, and then I see them just, like, staring at me with their hands folded, and I'm like, oh, this is what we're going to do, huh? This is really <laughs> what we're going to do? And I'm kind of like, okay. You I'll just, just ask for this. a new server. And I kind of just side-eye them the whole time. I order a burger, and they're like, how would you like that done? And I'm like, oh, here we go. And I just watch them walk off, and I'm like, well, you're getting a shitty tip right out of the gate. You know what you should do next time? Show. You should pull out your own pen and notepad and just write your order down and hand it to them. <laughs> <laughs> has, anyone, has a waiter ever done that and a person go, 
Well, hot dog, look at you. You really just... You are something else. You are killing the game, buddy. Good job. Here's an extra tip for you. (laughs) I was only going to tip you $5, but that was so cool how you didn't write anything down. I'm going to give you seven. Uh, Fuck those guys. Yeah. So just like most waiters, they begin to work as if they're working part-time at a Sonic and are moving through this crowd as if they're on rollerblades. Oh, dude. Tryhards, let me tell you. They're like, oh... There's empty glasses, and they just tear off. They're like, clearly, they have not had any fine dining training. They remind is... me of the guy in team sports. There was a guy I used to have team sports with in high school. Yeah, we used to call him Tryhard Tristan because he would go full out yep. in like pickleball right. in team sports well, while we're all trying not to sweat too much. He's over there like fucking doing all his dance moves and shit, like hitting between his legs, like trying his balls off. So you would lose to this guy and you just had to make fun of him because you were just like a sore loser. You're like, oh. I mean, I'm not saying I didn't pick him to be on my team, but. Quit trying so hard. But no, it does not seem like you would would want to run around like this, but here we are. One man comments on filthy bloods touching the plates, and Udo overhears this. He gets a little nervous and spills a fine red wine on a madam's kimono. But turns out she's, Wild. A, she's a great person. And she's yeah. going to take the blame to protect him. She's like, oh, you silly me. You know, I got that shaky hand ever since a couple years back. I, I like that shit where uh, they show that not everybody's an asshole in this world. Like, yeah. there is people that actually care. And Udo, I mean, it confused, he's not even used to it. He's confused. He's like, but why? You're nice dress. And she's like, because what would have happened to you if I didn't? Which made me wonder, like, what would have happened? What do you think? That's a Just, good he's question. Gonna, he's going to get some spankings? I mean, either that or they'll pull him for being a candidate. Like, he has no chance anymore. I don't know. <laughs> They're like... Well, this guy just can't wait to table at all. There's no way he can be the armored titan. <laughs> Dude, how crazy would that be? They're like, think about all the times Vice Chief Braun has had to wait tables as the armored titan. Hey, buddy, do you like... think Reiner ever spilt wine when he was a candidate? <laughs> he was our best waiter by far. But Gabby says that she thinks this woman is an Easterner from Hazaru. Nailed it. You good? What's going on here? I was just switching positions. I got uncomfortable. Okay. But yeah, no. Uh, I knew right away that she was from Hazaru. I could just tell by her uh, defining face features. and Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool to see that. So then the, um, the man of the hour walks in and everyone gets their dicks real hard because Willie, kin of our savior, strolls in. Holy shit, it's a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yes, god. Yes. All right. Finally got some ethnicity in this show. Attack on Titan. It is about time, Look at you guys. Ah, anime is just bad about that. But no, here's another name that I can butcher. It's Ambassador Ogueno. That was pretty good. Thanks. He seems like a nice guy. Willie makes it seem like he hasn't seen half these people since summer camp when he was 12 and they were all climbing trees and shit. He's like, there's a guy coming up showing him like a scar and Willie's like, oh, yeah, when you fell out of that tree 35 years ago. I remember yeah, what, that. What the hell is up with this, dude? This is crazy. He's talking to Ogueno's wife. He's like, haven't seen you since you were just a little runt. Yeah, how old is Willie? Is he like 700 years old? Like, he knows all these people. He's been through across the globe with them, except he's been held up in his mansion this whole time. There's no way. Which reminds me of a funny story about Travis. 
So Travis is my younger brother by three years, and I had a friend in elementary school who would come over to my birthday parties, but obviously we've grown up, haven't seen him in a while. But turns out he does like... uh, Gay porn. (laughs) (laughs) No, he doesn't do gay porn. Well... I don't know. I'm not on those gay porn sites. You might have seen them on a okay. gay porn website. I know you uh, are on those from time to time. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But anyway, he was going to do some a project in a laundry room of, for my parents. And, and my brother walked in. Keep in mind, when my friend was young, he was like 10 and my brother was 7. And Travis walks in and goes, oh, hey, man. I haven't seen you since you were little. <laughs> what a stupid thing to say. Real quick thinking there, Travis. Um, awesome. I'll also like to say that Travis, for Christmas, he got me a pillowcase straight from Japan. And on one side, it's Mikasa looking badass on her, and just in her scout uniform, all that stuff. And then on the flip side... It looks like she's getting ready to walk into a hentai. Yeah, she has got her breasts almost just booming out. And if you would like to see that, we would I can love to show you. I can certainly tweet a picture of that. If, but it is, you know, it's very risque. And personally, you know, it was a funny gift, but I don't like to think of my beloved Mikasa that way. Well, I do. So if you want to hand it over. It was just a little gimme. No, it's actually hanging in my room, and by hanging in my room, I mean on a pillow that I wrap my legs around at nighttime every single night since Christmas. Moving on! So after Willie, you know, chums with the, is a real chummy with the crowd, Wilson Fisk from Spider-Man gathers everyone's attention and talks about how until recently, we were squabbling over resources in an unsightly war. I guess this guy's just like one of the head people in Marley. Yeah, who's uh, definitely had too much to drink. Yeah, you said this guy might be a little tipsy. I'm not so sure. I think he nails it. He says a line which I... Well, I'm getting ready to completely go off against what I said in my own notes. He says a line which I certainly wouldn't have advised, which was, Yesterday's enemy is today's enemy. (laughs) (laughs) And rightfully so. Everyone in this room looks absolutely horror-struck. Because a lot of these people are part of the... People they've slaughtered, so... Hey, he saves it, though. He's got a nice save. He fixes it with, Yesterday's enemy is today's friend. Nice. Good job, Dave. Good save. It was kind of a weird accident to have in the first place, but I felt like he really saved it. He then says, Let's wash the past down the toilets, which I was very intrigued by, because turns out they've got working plumbing. Interesting. Yeah, and we haven't heard toilet talk since Levi, and it's just good to hear it. Yeah, Levi was obsessed with booty talk. With oh my god, he was toilet talking, talk. Yeah, he was asking Hanji what kind of shit she was having. Like, yeah, what the consistency was, how big. But he then toasts to everlasting peace. Unfortunately, no one moves as a muscle. But Willie, who tries to save this guy by calling this all an elegant joke, takes over and gets everyone back on board. They're all, yeah, Willie, kin to our saviors. He's a charismatic guy. He's very charismatic in this room. Every single person in this room wants to fuck him so bad. They're all, like, way too excited to see him. He's like Willie the Wonka. But (laughs) 
<laughs> he is a lot like Willy the Wonka, that's true. He invites them all to the Liberio internment zone tomorrow and says it is the home of people whose blood runs through him, the Eldians. Though once repressed more greatly than anyone, Marley has used the devils to oppress other nations and repeat the tragedy. He says he understands the urge to exterminate the Eldians, but he has arrived at a single solution that will answer this endless problem. And it's at this point I'm thinking, okay, so he's just going to, we're going to have a Congress Hall meeting. He's going to break this down, but not, not Willie the Wonka. He says, I will reveal that solution in my first ever one-man theater production entitled Willie, Kid to Our Savior. He's a man. Okay, he's a classy man who is all about. He's all about the show, and I, a, I love that he's not going to tell them what it is until the show. He's a bit dramatic. Yeah. I think. Yeah, he's like, I know I've got all of you gathered here now, but you will have to buy a ticket to my one-man show. Uh, it's not said in show if it's a one-man show. I just like to think that it's just <laughs> Willie playing. <laughs> that would be so awesome. It's just Willie playing <laughs> seventeen different parts. He starts doing a dance. Everybody it's like, what the fuck? Written by Willie. Performed by Willie. <laughs> directed by Willie. Choreography by Willie. Uh. And then we, as if he's not being grandiose enough, he says, We toast to the great playwrights and witnesses of history. Such as I, Willie, <laughs> kin to our saviors. <laughs> Because I wrote the shit out of this play you're going to see tomorrow. We cut over to Gabby. She's got bedhead. And we transition to outside where, just a fun little transition, she's got her hair all done up nice now. And we got a big old festival going on. She is an adorable little kid. Hey, be careful. I'm being careful. I'm just saying, she reminds me of like a little cousin. They're like, yeah. wow, you're so adorable. What? You need to grow up and be a great person. Okay. Yep. I Listen. I'm watching you and everything there. I think you're good. Just be careful, okay? And then sometimes I think, well, you're kind of a shit. Like, I have family members where I'm like, okay, calm, calm down. You're not cute as a button all the time. Right. But she's, you know, she's adorable. Yeah. All good takes by you. I like how careful you were. So, yeah, we got a festival, and I love a good festival as long as I don't have to go to the festival. Trust me, we know, Ronnie, that you used to be in the circus. Um, I mean, they kind of just looked at you and laughed. Yeah. Your height and your weight, I mean, it's kind of not seen very often, but... Which, I obviously, I guess festivals... What's the difference between a circus and a festival? Festival is more of like a... Uh, circus is just, just like pointing gathering. and laughing. Yeah. Festival is like having fun, yeah. I went to a circus one time with my good friend, and we... Uh, we saw a sign of a booth that said, see this, we were probably like 14, see, it was a field trip, really weird field trip, uh, actually, real quickly, it was a, uh, what was it called, a FBLA, Future Business Leaders of America, some sort of field trip, we were in literally You definitely a, took that one to heart. We were literally a stadium, <laughs> we were in a stadium filled with schools all around Georgia, and we had to take a hundred question test to just like something like that, and then we got to just go play at the circus. The fuck? I know. 
I sat there and just bubbled in the answers as quickly as possible and in two minutes stood up, t- <laughs> turned it into my teacher, and walked out of it. <laughs> walked out of an entire like stadium of people and they were all just like looking at me and just waited outside at a picnic table for my friend. He was the third person to finish. <laughs> that is so awesome. And so anyway, we were walking around the circus and there was a sign that said, See this woman who has the head of a woman but body of a snake. And we were like, what? We were like so intrigued. Like, no way, that can't be possible. But we were stupid and 13 and by ourselves and my mom had gave me $20. All we had to do was pay just like a very reasonable $4.50 to walk up and check it out. Okay. So we paid the nice man who smelt heavily of booze and cigarettes $4.50 which we actually paid him $5 because it was very early. He didn't have change, and we told him because we were 13 and 14, he could just keep it. So he just gave us $15 back. And we walked up, and there was a plastic, huge anaconda snake that was just wrapped in a circle with just a woman with craggly hair and three teeth that said, Boo, as we walked up, and we got very scared. That was all it was? Yeah, it was just, yeah. And so she I, didn't actually have the snake body. I felt pretty stupid and kind of uh, like emotional. And then my friend just called the guy at the front of the stairs an asshole. And then he laughed at us and we walked away. And that's a true story. That is a 100% true story. <laughs> wow. So even though this is a festival and I don't know why I told that story, fuck a circus. Well, PTSD. Yeah. PTSD Ronnie from a shitty plastic snake festival. That doesn't sound like a festival to me, but well, whatever. this does sound like a festival, and it looks like a fun festival, I have to be honest. We got some wizards playing music. There's a clown on stilts. Food all over the place. Falco calls for Gabby. He's literally drooling around both sides of his mouth, anime, and shoves ice cream into Gabby's face, who is tasting ice cream, I guess, for the first time, and just yells... This is a festival? I don't know what she thought a festival was. <laughs> I'm sure they just never, they were just like, wow, we get all this food at a festival? And then she just fucking starts housing shit. So then Reiner, Porco, and Peak join in on the fun. Well, I should say at least Porco and Peak do. Because Reiner is so mentally damaged, I don't know if he even knows where he is. I don't know what's going on through his head. What, what is that look that he gave them? He looks like, yeah, there's this weirdest scene ever where... Uh, Reiner, Porco, and Peek are like standing behind the four candidates while they're looking in brown paper bags and they look back at them like they're in trouble and then we just cut away from that all together and then Porco and Peek they're having a hell of a time Wait, do you think they were drinking booze? That would be so rad Oh my, I don't think it was but that'd be awesome I think Reiner just doesn't know what fun is Yeah, I mean poor Reiner I will say though, at one point he does he smiles because he sees Gabby having a good time. And that kind of warmed my heart. And yeah. I was like, oh, you know what? a little half smile. Reiner's not all the way gone. And then we cut to the end of this uh, day part of this festival. The main show is still to happen, so stay tuned. Reiner drags Gabby out because she has that food baby going on. She just ate too much. This is usually how I make myself feel every evening. Yep. Because it's hard to get to 400 without it. She says, it seems like a lot of new things have been happening. Reiner says, it does. 
She says it kind of feels like something is about to change. To which Reiner says, yeah, it does. Aw. And then we get to the end credits. I'll, I have to be honest, man. That kind of made me sad. It does. I've, I've become... I like these characters now. I feel so bad for Reiner. I, he's just, like, by far, to me, the best... The best written character so far. I mean, he's, like... He's the main character right now. Like, if you yeah, think about right it. Right now, he's Even Aaron in the picture, he's not... Aaron's still... Yeah, I would definitely say Reiner is probably the main character at the moment. But, uh, so after the end credits, we get the post credit scene. And we're getting ready for the, the show. Everyone's so hyped. Everyone walks up to Reiner and Zeke, who... Zeke's still chain-smoking these cigs. How about this right here, before you continue on with that? Is Zeke the only Eldian that you ever see smoking a cigarette? I feel like he... Uh, I guess some of the Marleans smoke, I guess. Is that why you're saying that? Have we yeah, seen it's some just of like, smoke? is he the only one, only Eldian that they allow to smoke cigarettes? Maybe. I just have, yeah, I haven't seen that many smokers, so probably. When you get to be an honorary Marleyan, you get a pack full of cigs. And a war chief, Zeke. They give you, they give you a red armband and a pack full of cigs. <laughs> you made it, kid. Go ahead and smoke these. You'll just regen those lungs back. But no, they ask where Falco is, and Peek says... He said that he saw someone he knew and just ran off. And no one seems to think anything of this except for Colt. He kind of worries, wondering what has gotten into him. And then Peek's like, okay, I gotta go back to the house. I have 1,100 plants that I need to water. Yeah, and then <laughs> she just does, and then a dildo falls out of her pot. Anyway, Falco comes running up out of nowhere and asks for Mr. Braun to come with him. And Zeke says... You know, that should be fine. It should start for a bit. I hear uh, Willie's still in makeup, so you got some time. <laughs> and Reiner follows Falco down a dark, scary staircase that most people would be thinking, what's going on here? And you can read a little bit of that in Reiner's face, but at the same time, it's like, he's just, I don't even give a shit. Just yeah. whatever. Whatever is that. He's like, I hope it's a bomb and I just <laughs> die. <laughs> but that staircase leads to none other than Aaron Yeager, who oh. says... Hey, it's been four years, Reiner. And Reiner just yeah. says, Aaron? Yo, oh, what is going to happen, bro? Oh, snap. Does Reiner just go Titan mode instantly? What nah. happens right here, dude? Nope. Oh, what happens? I don't what know. What could possibly happen? How does Reiner just not lose his shit? He's what is Aaron's the... plan? Well, Reiner's already on the brink of just losing his mind. How does he not just flip out right here? I don't know. How does Aaron rein him in? Like, I, don't I, don't, I don't see where this goes. I don't know if at this point Aaron is just hoping that Reiner has had a change of heart after the last four years and how everything ended and how Reiner was the only one of the main four who made it out. And Aaron's just hoping that – I don't know. That's the thing. We don't know what kind of conversations Aaron's had with Falco, if Falco somehow revealed about you know, Reiner. I don't know. Just fucking a bombshell, though, dude. This the next episode is going to be so good. We finally have Reiner and Aaron back together. Because here's uh, so here's my take. Aaron prepared Falco like after the festival. I'm gone. He's sending letters. The only like Aaron could be in a potentially shitty situation here. Is every like all of Aaron's com- 
comrades and stuff, are they around the festival grounds? Was oh, his letter? Did his letter say, "Hey, the festival's going down. Come now." Even though it seems like a terrible time to do it, because. Right. But is he it, might not know that. Like, Is it a terrible time to do it, or is it a very good time to do it? Because there's a lot of people from around the world that are their enemies that they could potentially... Yeah, he could be banking on that. Yeah. He might not... How much would Aaron know about the Tibers at this point? That's a good question. I, we obviously didn't see anything in Grisha's memories that might have been there, but I don't, I don't know. It doesn't seem like he would really know much about him at all, if, if he even knows about him. From what we've seen, yeah. From what we've seen, and plus... Too, it could be a bad time because what all of I mean Zeke and all of them are right there. So if they did yeah. attack, like which is why I was saying, what is Aaron's plan here? Because either he has to be banking so much on the fact that he can talk to Reiner and reason with him, or he feels completely comfortable because he can say, "Oh yeah, everyone's here. Like they're around the ground. So if you like tighten well, up now, we even get. then Reiner's not going to turn and start fighting." You know, peak and port. I wouldn't see him fighting them, right? No, I think if he, I think if Aaron's talking to Reiner in that way, he's hoping that he can just get information out of Reiner and says like he's trying to have a conversation, like let's end this. Or what, dude? Oh my! What if he's, he's not going to be like luring. let's transform now and do it right here? What if he realizes Reiner? I thought you're going to be like, okay, what about this? Paths. <laughs> Paths, yes. That's the, no, what if he's luring him away and Falco because he likes Falco and Armin's just going to come in and fucking bomb the shit out of the festival? Like, how, kill everyone. What did Aaron even say to Falco for Falco to have the balls to be like, oh yeah, I'll go get the vice chief Braun to come talk to this crippled man about like he's just like oh he's my old friend i used to know yeah how that is true how did he dude or what if he's already told falco who he is and falco's like on all on board this is dude this is crazy there's so many different ways they could do it uh every way i look at it i don't know which way wouldn't be cool or good tv but it's got me excited oh i'm so hyped man such a bummer we gotta wait two weeks now yeah that's two weeks for it but i feel like it's gonna be worth it and if shit doesn't start going down soon, I'm going to be a little disappointed. I want to see Mikasa. I want to see Jean and them. Hopefully, they all of them are in Marley, and they didn't leave a lot of them behind because yeah. I'll be so upset if they did. But with all that being said, in the week off, we do not plan on taking a week off. We're going to keep that content churned out because we know everyone's going to be missing it, uh, missing Attack on Titan next week. And with that being said... Uh, we got some people who wanted us to do. We might just have like a fun little episode. Yeah. We're gonna do. If you got some questions for us about the final season, ask away there. Um, we could even do a little Ronnie and Chad Q and A. Yeah. If you guys want to know, we might. Um, who knows which ones we'll joke about, which ones will not? But I'm down to get a little down and dirty. So send in some Q&As there. You can also send them to us on Twitter if you want, YouTube comments, either any of those. We'll look at them. And I think we also want to do one of the OVAs. Yeah, I was thinking Issa's, Elsa's, whatever, notebook. However you say it. However you say it. Um, we don't even have to do that scene by scene. We can literally just watch it and just talk little, about it. Yeah, we'll we'll kind of see maybe how what kind of feedback we're getting, if we're getting a lot of questions, a lot of stuff like that we yeah. might just do like a full summary on it and if maybe it gets to i don't know wednesday 
and no one's asking a shit because they don't care about our thoughts on the final season or us. We can totally understand that, too, and we'll just maybe do more of a deep dive on the OVA. But I know yep. a lot of people talk about the OVAs. I hate that we do the podcast and we haven't seen all the OVAs, so we definitely yeah. want to do that. And I, we've seen No Regrets, part one and two, which yeah. is awesome to me. Obviously, Erwin is my favorite character in the show, yeah. and that's not going to change, I don't think. So it was cool seeing Levi and, and Irwin's backstories, kind of. We can talk about that one, too, because... We don't have an episode to watch next week, mm-hmm. so we can just have a, uh, a fun think, time. And we don't need Issa's, that. We don't have to do it on Sunday. Maybe we do it on a Friday, Saturday, yeah. something like that. I think Issa's notebook is another important one. I don't know if all of the OVAs are actually important. If they are, let us know which ones are the most important. Um, that would be cool just to, yeah. to kind of know. Yeah, if there's one that might even be more important than that, if we get enough feedback saying, hey, we actually think you guys should really watch this one, let us know, and then if you could let us know where we could watch it, that would also be helpful because I know Chad is terrible with technology, but I know he had a he had to spend a few minutes trying to track down that that one OVA. But no, we're just gonna have a good fun podcast next week. Maybe look for it a little bit earlier than Sunday. And do you and have yeah, anything else? Uh, yeah, I actually do. Please subscribe to us. Um, on YouTube. The yeah, podcast I'm actually Chronicles. very proud of you. You're churning away on YouTube. Turning those episodes away. I've got. I think 13 episodes done of season three i'll try to finish those out before the next season four episode comes out and we'll officially be caught up on those so if you're listening to youtube that's something to look forward to and once again thanks for anyone who's uh rating us on apple podcast that's really cool i don't think we had any new emailers this week i think we just heard back from some of our yeah, and if we did, we haven't really been checking our email from Christmas and the holidays. Yeah, so we'll have so to we'll dive back into the... I know Christian had some good good takes. Um, just didn't fit any of them into this this one. But thanks again for that, Christian and Mohammed and Catherine, of course, all those. Raphael's been sending us. That's the other thing. Some people, I'll say this. Some people have been sending us some um, some manga stuff. Not spoilers. Everyone's been super kind about that. But just some stuff about how things have kind of been shifted around. Yeah. And I don't think either one of us have so much uh, cared that they've sent those to us because it's been questions we've brought up on the podcast. I'll just say for now we haven't talked about them on podcast just in case there are some anime-only watchers who might be holding out. Yeah, they, that, they it, get those that it might come later next on. episode or something. But we can that's something we can definitely talk about next podcast as well. Is yeah, the manga we can panels. have like a little section about some of that stuff. So yeah, come back next week. We're going to have just a smorgasbord of podcasting. And until then, have a good week. We'll talk with you later. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chazmania. Peace. Love you. hate Peace. when you call yourself Chazmania. It's very stupid. Peace. Peace.